G'day listeners and welcome to another edition of Full Metal Movie Reviews. If you can't tell, I am not Sam, I'm Anthony. I've kidnapped Sam. He's uh, currently in my garage and I'm starting a GoFundMe account. So if you want to get him out of there and back on the pod, uh, just send us some money. I'll give you the link at the end of the podcast. Clearly I'm joking. Um, Today we're going to talk about Alien and here with me to discuss all things Alien is Dave. Dave, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Yourself? Oh, fantastic. Shoot. Alien. Dave, what do you like about it? Let's go. Um, that is a great question. Uh, I like the cinematography. I really enjoyed the style. Um, I love the way it... Uh, it was probably one of the... Okay, I'm not... This is a massive leap in saying... It's one of the first films, but the way it sort of portrayed um, the underhandedness of technology and corporations um, and how dodgy they are. <laughs> Typical uh, Dave. If you can find a corporate spin on it, you will. Go on. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's in, it's a, it's a good, like, I thought it was, um, like, when I sort of cast my mind back to think of other films that looked at those things, I don't really think of anything much earlier. Than aliens, so i.e. the like the robot. Um, I can't remember his name now. Ash. Yeah, Ash. I like. I did watch this movie again recently when we were originally going to do this podcast, but that turned out to be like six weeks ago now. <laughs> so I've really forgotten all the names. Um, <laughs> but it was also I like the the real sets. Like I really watching it again. I um, I sort of miss um, having actual sets mm. and having the alien as a um. Like, something about the texture of the film, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be a lot more depth than when you watch, like, a CGI. Well, actually, Dave, it's, it's interesting you bring up the CGI and the sets. Um, I have a few fun facts for you. Um, so, I rewatched this, yeah, or what, the month ago or whatever when we were originally meant to do this. And in preparation for a podcast, if my DVD has audio commentary, I will sit through the audio commentary. And this one was literally just Ridley Scott, so there's no one else. And he recorded this in 1999. So this is well before CGI is as we know it today, like it was in Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And he was real heavy into the practical the practical effects. And he was even saying that, you know, nowadays, so this is back in 1999, you'll just throw money at that and do it all digitally. Whereas he said, there's nothing quite like doing it practically, which is why, and he kind of sounds a bit, you know, contradictory, nowadays but it's like this is you know he said there's nothing quite like the practical effect and he would always use practical over cgi so i can see exactly where you're coming from in that aspect uh, in a filmmaker's point of view ridley scott didn't have much to use a low budget um a relatively unknown cast as well but he had to rely solely on his raw talents and i think he produced quite a film yeah right <laughs> Yeah, fun facts. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, it's interesting that his opinion changed, I guess, over time. Um, well, I'm not I'm not really surprised seeing the latest films, like, at all. Um, and to be honest, it's he didn't actually do the second one, did he? That was done by... Um, it was done by Cameron. Yeah. So he, he stepped out after Alien, um, and every other Alien film... Uh, was done by a different director up until uh, Prometheus. Okay, and that's when he's come back. 
Yeah, that's when he came back. And that's why we were all really excited. Yeah, one hit wonder. <laughs> well, not one hit. He's done he did a few good films early on. But yeah. yeah, it was a bit definitely a bit shit. Well, okay. Uh, I mean look, it was the unknown cast thing is actually pretty cool too, because like um looking actually at that cast, the only other than Sigourney Weaver, there's probably only two other actors that I recognised straight away hmm. um and that is what's his name you probably recognize uh tom either Skerritt? yeah tom Skerritt played dallas he he was probably yeah. the most well-known actor in that film sigourney weaver was definitely an unknown because her fame came after alien um veronica cartwright i think had a bit of a name for herself and john hurt and ian holm but other than that, they were all relatively unknown. And when I say they had a bit of a name for themselves, they had a few films, you know, a few films to their name. Oh, uh, I see. I also recognise Harry Dean Stanton. So for me, it was Tom Skerritt, mm. Ian Holm, and Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. John Hurt, I felt like I'd only ever seen him in this. Um, Yafet Koto, nah, no idea. <laughs> um, Veronica Cartwright, again, couldn't really. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you another movie she's in. The characters make the film. So a lot of issues um, to me in films these days is worrying too much about how the aesthetic looks, about you know the effects and everything, and then you often forget that very important thing of character development. I think Alien was a real good slow burn film um, to the to the first initial scare. And in that slow burn, we had plenty of character development. So I felt like I was there with the characters. Can you pinpoint to me? Ah, oh, let's 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 you know cut the fat a little bit. Give me three characters in that film uh, that you could you know not relate to on a personal level, but relate to, um, and that you enjoyed watching on the screen. Um, three. It's a pretty small cast, man. That's like half the. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you um, options, mate. <laughs> I uh, yeah, okay. No, that, that's that's uh, that's a good question. I actually, <laughs> it's funny, but like um, Stanton and his mate there, the mechanics. I actually really enjoyed watching them on the screen. Although yeah. they were uh, those two characters are actually pretty good. I'm pretty sure that's um, Parker and. Brett. Uh, Brett. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I thought those two were actually pretty funny. Um, trying to get the equal cut, and just it seemed like they were the dudes that were getting screwed over, um, which was pretty funny. Like uh, having that bit of class warfare there with the dudes down below doing the actual heavy lifting. Um, Dallas, I thought was a pretty cool character. Um, I actually really hated uh, Ian Holm. I, I, the Ash character just really irked me mm. um and yeah i, I guess you got to say ripley right because ripley's the character that sort of gets her shit together like you could tell she was trying to do the right thing by not letting them back on and yeah. had they all just followed protocol like she wanted to it actually would have been a crisis averted <laughs> so yeah. and I, I, can, I can relate to that you know it was interesting, um, so Ridley Scott wasn't the writer of this film, so uh, Dan O'Bannon, uh, Ronald Shusett, 
I've got credits there for uh, writing credits, and there's one more credit there that I'm not going to click the link and find out. Um, but the characters were very well written, and I enjoyed the way that Ripley was designed to be the the first victim. So if you watch like any other horror f- horror film or whatever, the real office um, stiff, which she began to play at the beginning, the real by the book, that you know they're always the first to kind of cark it, or at least you know one of the first victims. And then you had Dallas, who was, you know, the default hero of the movie. So, and then he died relatively early. And you, then you're left with this cast of misfits. So you're left with Ripley and Lambert um, and uh, and Parker. Which, by the way, Brett and Parker, I agree with you 100%. I really enjoyed those characters. They remind me of everyone that I've ever employed um, at my work. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah. And, you know, I I can relate to them. Um, you know, they're, they're great characters. But you're left with this, like, real mismatch of characters towards the end. And, okay, we were both not born when this movie came out. So, obviously, you know, we don't have that experience of watching it for the first time, you know, to have an understanding of actually watching it for the first time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, we, we, you know, we know what happens and everything like that. But people watching this for the first time would just be like, oh crap, this is what I have to look forward to. And then again, agreeing back to your point of Ripley pulling her shit together um, and then uh, coming across as, you know, a true hero uh, is is fantastic. So um, would we both agree that the characters in this... Well, hold on, let's go back to Ash. What what didn't you like about Ash? Um... It made sense that he was a droid in the end, I guess, but that's probably the one that seemed to be most driven by human emotions, mm. um, like getting annoyed at her asking questions, mm. like he didn't have time for her and shit. I mean, I can't imagine... It ju- It did seem a little... I guess because we're getting more used to technology and seeing um, how, I guess, AIs work and we get to interact a lot more, you start... We are, we are in a generation where we actually understand a bit more about what an interaction would be like uh, with a, a, I guess, a, an android or something. So at first, like until that twist, and I get it, it's supposed to be a twist, like at the end, that he's an android. Like everyone's surprised that he's been put on there um, and that the company was aware of this uh, alien out there. But it's... um. Yeah, just I guess his attitude and the way he interacted with the other characters, which I, makes him a good bad guy in the end, right? Yeah. Like the way he is and how irritating he is actually makes him a really good bad guy. Yeah, you definitely don't feel like uh, any sympathy or anything when he finally carks it. You're just kind of like, yes, because uh, I mean, I'm probably in the same boat here. Like Ash, oh, I just didn't like his character. There's something. There was always something off about him uh even when some of his mannerisms like jogging on the spot randomly um you know getting into the suit and just like stuff he did with his mouth he had these little quirks and mannerisms um he's just like man there's just something with this guy just just don't like him so when he finally revealed himself as uh originally i mean i guess in the writing it was a robot because they did not say android once um, in the movie, so it was like Ash is yeah. a goddamn robot. So um, I think it's yeah, it was a twist for them. It's supposed to be a twist for us. 
yeah, and, and I guess by in the time, I mean, it would have been a twist. Um, so, and you know, I can also relate to working with people like Ash as well. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that character get decapitated at the end there. That was that was kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit twisted. Um, Dave, now this movie is obviously a, it's a sci-fi horror film. The way the series ended up um, obviously took a left turn, but I see why they did take that left turn. Do you think that, again, we went around when the movie came out, but do you think that horror aspect made this film appealing to everyone? Because people I talk about Alien either say it was really good or it would have been good if it was like an hour shorter and more action happened. Um, what are your thoughts on that argument? And uh, yeah, give us your opinions on that. Um, I think when you rewatch it a few times, um, that's when you have uh, the differing of opinion. So I think that the you got to remember in the context of when this was produced um, or made or whatever, it was definitely, I think, a thriller horror themed thriller in mind and back in those days like people had patience to allow things to build up to a level and the tension definitely does build in this film i think once you start watching it a few times though the experience um is obviously never as good as the first time you watch it and i think all thrillers sort of suffer from um that degradation in anticipation when you rewatch them. And I think if people have seen it a couple times, they probably, the last time they left thinking, oh, maybe it could have been a bit shorter with a bit more action. Whereas in reality, the first time you watch it, I think the pacing was fine. I still think the pacing's fine, but I, I could see the argument. If you've seen it four or five times, there are sections of the film you probably could fast forward through. But I don't, I don't know if that's, that argument holds water from a, a first time viewing though. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you 100% on that, actually. I was thinking that we are going to have a little bit of debate here, but um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So I'm a huge horror fan, and obviously every time I watch a horror film, it loses a horror aspect to it. However, I'm also an action fan, so something like, if i got to compare two films, let's say I'm going to compare a, a Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I'm going to compare Lethal Weapon. So both made... Similar in the similar times, uh, Lethal Weapon is actually uh, almost oh, six. I want to say six years older than Nightmare on Elm Street. However, Lethal Weapon holds up more than a Nightmare on Elm Street does on my end, and I love both films. But that's because I know I already know when the scares are going to happen and everything. However, that action in Lethal Weapon, I'm looking forward to that action, whereas I can't look forward to a scare once the scare has already done its job. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because then you know it's coming. So. I agree with you. Now, just quickly for any uh, listener, I probably should have had done this at the beginning. Um, I'll give a quick, and I mean a very quick plot synopsis of this movie, um, just to help us uh, throughout this discussion as well. Um, so what we mean by, it's, it's a slow build. So the, the beginning of this movie is about a group of space truckers that are in a um, cryo, uh, cryo, cryo sleep, cryo, whatever that word is. Yeah, cryo. 
cryo, thank you, sleep. Um, and they get awoken by a distress signal. So eventually, we find out that sent to them by... Actually, apologies. I believe it's suspended animation. My oh, bad. Suspended. It's not cryo. It's Sus suspended animation. All right. So there you go. <laughs> you heard it straight from the scientist himself. Suspended animation. So um, they get awoken by a distress signal sent, we find out later, by the company. And their job is to go investigate this distress signal. What ends up happening is they get sent to their dooms. They get sent to uh, investigate a potential bioweapon for them to bring back um, to the company. And uh, what happens is that bioweapon is an alien. It's a face hugger. And that face hugger attaches itself to one of the crew. Uh, for a lack of a better word, pretty much just does, well, rapes his face, more or less, impregnates him. Oh, that's, that's that's how it is, mate. That's the, yeah. that's the real world. Impregnates him with an alien creature. They bring that back on board, and uh, the alien then bursts out of the victim's chest. Uh, that victim is Kane, the crew member. Sorry, is Kane. Bursts out of his chest, runs amok, grows substantially very quickly, and then ends up killing the crew off one by one until we're left with Ripley and her survival tactics to get off the ship safely. Um, spoiler alert, she does. And that leads us to many sequels. So, that's a real quick plot synopsis. Now, this movie is about two hours long. The first hour is building up to that face hugger. And in that first hour, Dave, I, I get... I still get chills because... They show us potentially what could have been um, another movie that had another cool world to it. Like we saw the space jockey alien, we saw the spacecraft, and we saw all of those eggs. And you know, you start asking yourself those questions: Who is that guy? Or why has he got all those eggs? Why is he dead? Why did he crash land here? Why did he send the distress signal out? You know, you start asking yourself all those questions. So before Prometheus even came out, this is back in 1999, in Ridley Scott's audio commentary, he had his own theory as to that. Because again, uh, he didn't write this. So, I, you know, I don't know if that was his uh, creative image, was to have the space jockey or anything like that. I'm not too sure. Um, but he said, so this was in 1999. So this was, uh, I think, Alien Resurrection was released in 97, if I remember correctly, 97, 98. So a year or two after the last Alien movie. Ridley Scott himself said he would love for there to be an Alien 5 or Alien 6 where we find out that the space jockey is um, an intergalactic warrior, um, who you know, or fighter, whatever, army guy, who's pretty much traveling with this bioweapon and that's what the aliens are. They're a bioweapon. And what ends up happening is the space jockeys, they created this thing. One of them escapes, impregnates the space jockey, and that's why he crash lands. So Ridley Scott had that vision. We ended up getting Prometheus and Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Um, initial vision I just talked about, and what do you think about what we ended up getting, Dave? Because I know, uh, I know myself, I was disappointed. I've got a pretty good feeling that you were disappointed. I want to hear your thoughts on this. 
what burns me is that he tried so hard to put in all that shit and the entire film just, the, sorry, the entire franchise just completely lost its way by getting so convoluted and, yeah, just so full of, like, nonsense, half-assed theories and half-assed comments mm. about, oh, mankind's creating its own demise by, you know, fucking creating robots who then create... <laughs> Like it's demise. Like it's like fuck off, man. Like it's just uh, get over yourself. You know what I mean? Like get over yourself. You haven't been a fantastic movie maker in a long time. Mm. Like stop trying to be something you're not. He should have gone back to his roots and should have gone back to the roots of the series, which was a little bit of mystery, a thriller with a horror element. And if he'd sort of brought it back around to that, and he could have gone more hardcore with the sci-fi again. Like he. From what he proposed in the commentary, he could have gone down that road because there's been so much sci-fi over the past 20 years that I think the audiences are fully acclimatized to sort of delving into, okay, we've got an alien story. Like these are, you know, the, the space jockey, like his race is a race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And how does how does the corporation Whalen yutani actually, like how the fuck do they even know these things exist? Because there's no link or we're never ever told how the corporation already knows of the existence of this bioweapon. So that in and of itself, he could have done that as a story. Mm. I mean, he, he could have told a corporate greed story. I mean, at least that would have resonated with people. It would have been easier to tell. It would have made more sense. And it probably would have been a lot more successful from, uh, like, I don't know. Because I didn't even bother checking to see if any of these received any critical acclaim, but it would have been more successful on a like a Rotten Tomatoes perspective of the the plebs like you and me watching it, right? Yeah. The people that bought the DVDs and the fucking watch the franchise change over years. So, so here's the thing. So I'm 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 recording this at uh, my parents' house because I have a, a dog that runs around the house and, and barks its head off at anything and i'm recording this in my old um bedroom which i used to use as a video studio when i did a little bit of uh, uh filmmaking and looking down at me right now is the prometheus poster as well as the thing remake poster but that's a that was a different pod so everyone check that one out because it was a good episode but we got the prometheus poster looking down at me in cinemas in 3d june 7 I remember being so excited for this movie, yet I knew I was going to be disappointed just because it was titled Prometheus. And I know that that was the name <laughs> of the sh- that was the name of the ship, right? <laughs> but yeah. I just knew that it was going to be a letdown. Um, and that first scene where you had, and I'm just going to call him the space jockey, even though I know he's got a you know a proper name now. Whatever, um, freaking melts himself with that black goo shit. Yeah, I just knew it was going to be downhill from there. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I keep staring at this Prometheus post and it's just pissing me off. <laughs> um, I just want to go back to one of your points though. Um, you said that Ridley Scott had a chance to go back to the series roots and everything like that, but just before then, you you said that uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant kind of spun the series, you know, in, in a whacked out direction and, and all that. That's not a direct quote. That's, uh, that's me throwing my words in. What do you, what do you reckon Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection 
and then the Alien vs Predator films did. What What are your opinions on those? Just before we destroy Ridley Scott some more. Well, I think they they didn't deviate too far from the formula. They just yeah. probably didn't execute as well as the first two films. I think, which Correct. is the big issue, right? Because number three, I mean, the premise was a bit out there, but it could have probably worked. Um, and I know that there was an alternate story that was actually pitched until like studios came in and completely fucked it. And there's um, a there's, sorry, and there's also a um, an assembly cut of Alien Three as well. Um, where apparently that's, that's a, a lot better film. So if anyone has the opportunity to check out the assembly cut of Alien 3, I haven't been able to, but I've heard great things about it. So maybe give that a, uh, give that a look. Yeah. Well, I, okay, actually, that's another thing. The director's cuts of these films have all been awesome too yeah. for those first three. Um, the fourth one, I, I've only actually seen it two or three times. Um, and to give context, like I'm 34 years old, so two or three times could have happened anywhere over 20 fucking years. Yeah. I don't really remember it in great detail, but I definitely have seen it a few times. And I think when I first saw it, I thought it was shit. And then I kind of watched it again when I bought the um, Alien um, Quadrilogy box set. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, actually, maybe it's not that bad. And it then the grew, third time I watched you, it. Hey. It did, yeah. It, that one actually grew on me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, this is how it ends. I'm okay with that. It kind of came full circle-ish. <laughs> all right, done. But that's the, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it deviated, but it still had, I guess, it wasn't completely off the rail. Like, when it deviated, at least it sort of deviated down the corporation path and yeah. tried to try and really make them seem just as bad as anything else. And Like, I thought that was... That was that was probably the right path, but the execution was just a bit like the storytelling and the writing just sort of yeah it didn't really um, come out. Predator, I I don't consider that to be part of the franchise, the Aliens vs Predator. I uh, I agree, and I agree because they set that in freaking you know well current day. I mean early two thousands. Um, mm. the the aliens should never have been put on Earth. Like, that was just a big no-no. Um, at Sam and I talked about this in the Predator pod, but I, I would like to get your opinion on this as well. Um, I find that the alien is a... Like, if you look at Predator, like the Predator alien, okay? Um, he's a complete badass, and it doesn't matter if he's got the cloaking device on or not. In the middle of the day, you look at him, and you're like, I'm dead, because he's just... he's One, he's really cool. He's got a personality. Um, and he, he looks good. You get the alien, you bring him out in the open, and it's just like this black cockroach kind of looking thing. The alien needs dark corridors, it needs shadows, and it needs that creepy atmosphere of space where, it, like, you're literally, you're trapped on a spaceship. You can't run anywhere, you can't hide anywhere. The alien's there. The only place you can go is in outer space and kill yourself. So that's, to me, why the alien's scary in those films. Do you agree with that? Or do you think maybe the alien would have worked in today's, you know, world, um, but in a, you know, different setting, different story? Actually, let me just say this. I think the alien on Earth works better than the predator in space. (laughs) 
the alien okay. on Earth <laughs> works better than the Predator in space. Well, the Predator has well, he hasn't really on been on a ship much. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the reason why I say that conceptually <laughs> is that because the Predator, the Predator hunts and the Predator needs a hunting ground, and a spaceship doesn't really fit that mold. So it's too easy. Like if a hunt, if a predator's on your spaceship, like that's it. It's over in like fifteen minutes, because it just goes from room to room and fucking kills everything. Because the whole thing about the predator is that they go to other um, planets to hunt the greatest prey, right? It's yeah. like a challenge, right? It's like it's ritualistic. But the alien is purely just parasitic and feeding. So I think what it changes is just the um, the thriller aspect, because. Yeah, I don't know. I get what you're saying. Like the the claustroph- you lose the claustrophobic effect, and it would probably hunt at night. Like, do you know what I mean? Because it is smart enough to stay in dark areas. Well, I, well actually, yeah, Newt did say uh, Newt did say in part two that they mostly come out at come night. Come out at night, mostly. mostly. <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, just you know to, what I mean. Trying to cause some controversy for the pod, man. We've been agreeing too much, so uh, it's, it's good to disagree on one thing. Well, okay. What what the only thing I also would say um, is that at least if you wanted to include that uh, alien vs predator, the one that was set on Earth. Actually, did they do this? Is that how Whalen Utani found out about the alien? Is that what they did? Is that how yeah, they died? Yeah, yeah, that's what they did. But uh, alien vs. Yeah, so that's a shit. Yeah, that, that's a was sh- a you lose that. But... Was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, nah, I don't consider it to be part of the franchise, man. If anyone ever talks about Alien franchise, I'd never consider that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one. It's just it's, see to me, I'm I'm in a similar boat, right? Um, I you know the Alien franchise to me is is one through to four, and then you've got the prequels, which are a part of the franchise. Some people try to disregard Prometheus as being a part of the franchise, but you can't disregard Prometheus. You need Prometheus to have Alien Covenant. So yeah. Great. You don't need the Alien vs. Predator movies at all. However, it's just because they've got the the Xenomorph character in it. I have to. I do. I do include them. Um, but that's that's the only reason why. But canon wise, they're not canon. But I think they totally they blew the that concept of an alien being on Earth. In in my in my opinion, I agree. No, and that's I think what the biggest issue is the execution of a lot of it, man. Yeah, so we've kind of been a bit all over in this pod, and I doubt that this will actually make, um, you know, make the uh, the two air or whatever you want to call it. I doubt Sam will <laughs> load this, um, but let's uh, let's do it. So we won't include the Alien vs Predator films, Dave. I'm not going to include them. Fuck them. Yeah, let's yeah burn I agree. Um, Paul Anderson and the brother Strauss did a shit job. Um, let's. Let's talk about. We will include Prometheus. We will include Covenant, and let's talk. We will talk a little bit about Covenant at the end there, um, and where the series can go from here. Uh, but let's um, let's rank these movies, okay? And I'll let you rank them, and and pretty much I'll tell you if I agree or disagree at the end there, and and give give a bit of opinion as to why you put them where you put them. I think one and two are pretty close to each other. In that, I think they're just they're different styles of film, so I don't even think it's fair to rank them. And it's again because it's such a close um, sequel, you could almost see the second one 
as the the part B to the thriller part of part A. Mm. So you could really they they could actually be one amazingly epic super long film. But if I had to choose for for rewatchability's sake, um, as in what I would watch again moving over, I think part one just suffers a little bit too much from the the thriller degradation. So I'd have to rank it Aliens as number mm-hmm. one, Alien as number two, then three and four. Uh, and who gives a shit about Prometheus and Covenant? Well, you have to put them in there, mate. The, you have to put well, them in, in that order, order then. In, in that, that order, order Prometheus yeah, order and Covenant. Release. Yeah, in the order of release. <laughs> so, the only two that are out of order are um, the first two, and only because of rewatchability, like you said, with action films. There are action sequences you look forward to and yeah. cool like lines and stuff. Game over, man. Game yeah, over. That's what I mean. So it is it's a fun rewatch film. Like she's in a fucking robot, like a mech robot. Like it's there's just heaps of cool <laughs> shit in it. Alright, so I gotta disagree with you a little bit. Um and uh I and agree at some point. So I'll go from worst to best in my mind. So uh yeah, Covenant is at the bottom. Um fuck that movie. That movie. Danny McBride. Oh, what the hell? Uh, anyway. <laughs> he made no sense. That casting made no sense. Made but, no sense. <laughs> but even if you're going to cast him, right, you played with fucking strengths. Yes. And you don't make him... Like, I get you trying to make him a cowboy fucking pilot or whatever, but he is the greasy mechanic from Aliens. You know what I mean? He's that he's, character. He's a comic relief. About, yeah. He's, he's a comic relief that should have been, you know, at the beginning when it was really tense and everything. Um, and James Franco, by the way, that's the best performance James Franco has ever given. And I did like The Disaster Artist. Um, I was a really big fan of James Franco's uh, role in Alien Covenant. That there is a joke, ladies and gentlemen, so laugh at that. Um, but when it was really tense at the beginning, then he builds that comic relief. And he, you know, does some other pointless shit as a few one-liners in there just to release some of that tension and that he dies. Like that was, that was his role, but yeah. for whatever reason, he made it to the very end. Um, he was more, he was like a hero, but not the hero. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he was just, yeah, just there. Weird. It's like, almost as like the alien forgot he was there and forgot to kill him. Like it, I couldn't justify his role and I couldn't really pinpoint it down because he, t- to me, he didn't have enough, I'm f- going on a rant on Danny McBride. He didn't have enough character development to be the hero. Um, and he didn't have enough personality in that film to be anything other than a Texas, uh, country boy pilot. You know, he, he was a red shirt to me. He should have been killed straight away. Anyway. Um, so or, cop- like the on. first film or like the first film, Mm. Where you had the the two mechanic dudes that are just the knockabouts, yeah. And instead of having two of those characters, you just have one McBride. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And he talks and... to a robot or some shit, and it would have been perfect. Yeah, and, and then he could he have dies. died he halfway dies through early. the film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he dies like when Brett died around that time. Yeah. Well, one of the first victims. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I can. You know what, Dave? Let's rewrite it. I reckon we can make a better version of it. Hundred percent. So Covenant's at the bottom. Then Prometheus is uh, is not there. I actually put this is going to be a bit weird. So I put Alien Three there. Um, oh really? Really? And the reason why okay. I put Alien Three there, 
and this is more of a personal thing, is they just came off this really good high with Aliens, with regards to having Hicks and Newt and, and uh, Ripley and Bishop. And the way that they bring us back into the franchise and want us to keep watching is by killing off three of the most likable characters that they just spent two hours of our time developing previously. Mm. And then you're stuck with Ripley, which is great. Ripley's a great character. So what do you do? You throw her on a um, in a prison with a whole bunch of characters that you can't get behind because, as one of them even says himself, I'm a murderer and rapist of women. Like, to me, it was just like, you've got Ripley with all these scumbags. Forget that they found God. They're all a bunch of, you know, scumbags. So that kind of just made the whole movie to, like, to me, it just felt like it just drained the life out of me. Like, I couldn't enjoy it. There's always something, like, these characters died, but I don't really care. They're all murderers. Like, good. The alien's doing everyone a favor. It's killing all these motherfuckers. <laughs> so, you know, to me, that's why Alien, I think the story, I think the story, they tried something different. It didn't work to me, and it was boring. Um, so that's Alien 3 is there. I then put... Just out of interest, what yeah. did you think of how it was shot, though? Like, stylistically? Stylistically, yeah, I, I did think that they um, they brought it up with the times and they did try uh, they did try some different stuff. I thought the sets were, I mean, the sets were very basic. It was pretty much, it was just, you know, the corridors and everything. But I think they used those sets to the advantage and worked with the corridors and everything. So I, I was a fan of the film, the filmmaking side of that, other than the bad, um, the alien in that. It wasn't CGI. It was actually a puppet. It's just the way they shot it. They used um, stop motion or something along those lines. Um, and the, the puppet just came out looking like a really bad CGI render. So that's uh, that's another fun fact for you. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fan of the way that film is shot. Um, next, I have... Okay, so I've got Alien Resurrection. All right, and I know you might be freaking out because you're like, hold on, Prometheus is going to be in the top three, but I'll get to that in a sec. So I've got Alien Resurrection. I've got Alien Resurrection there because it's not a good film. Don't get me wrong. It's not a good film, but it's fun and you can rewatch it. You can enjoy it. And Josh Whedon as a writer, he does have some of his quirks in there and it kind of comes across... You know, like, similar to the way uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original 92 movie, like, you know, it was spun in a different direction, but you could kind of tell what they were going for. And I I do enjoy it. Again, it's not a good movie, and some of the characters were a bit, eh. But that's why it's there. Next, I've got Prometheus. Now, Prometheus, to me, is a good science fiction film. Not a good alien movie, but a good science fiction film. So if I look at it from that standpoint, I did enjoy it as a science fiction film. It pissed me off as an alien movie, but it was beautifully shot. The CGI to me, I I don't I'm not a big fan of CGI, but I did enjoy the CGI in this film. I thought some of the shots were beautiful. Um the storyline and everything was a bit all right. All right, Ridley, we get it. You know, I understand where you're coming from, Dave. He's not a philosopher. He's a filmmaker. Um, but but I did enjoy 
the movie itself. Uh, I could rewatch it. I, I've rewatched it maybe once or twice. I'm probably not in a rush to rewatch it, but I think as a um, as a movie, I think it's a superior movie to three and Resurrection. Uh, Resurrection of three. Now, similar to you, I did tie Alien and Aliens because I feel that they're both great movies. One is a great horror sci-fi. The other one's a great um, action horror sci-fi. Not much horror, but more action sci-fi. And I I can't fault either one of them. And I can rewatch them, but that's probably more because, again, I'm I'm, I'm a horror fan. So that's probably why. Um, But I enjoyed both movies equally. I just want to talk quickly about James Cameron. He found the formula real early about making a successful sequel to a horror film. You look at Terminator... Terminator was a horror film. He comes along with Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Box office success. I think he found that with Alien. I think that was his uh, his trial. He's like, I've got this really good horror, sci-fi, horror suspense film. Maybe if I just throw a whole heap of guns in there, what will happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the way I rank those movies, Dave. I'll concede that Prometheus is a better made film mm-hmm. than three and four right it is shot quite well um i don't disagree with that i I don't know if i think the story is better or if it was as enthralling because to be honest i didn't care about the characters either um that i'm not sure about if i if i agree with but i 100 percent think that the budget was there the artistic direction was there i think artistically it had really great so like the color palette was awesome the scenes were pretty awesome um yeah, so I'd, yeah, I'd agree with you on that regard. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, yeah, okay. But I guess that 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 part I'll agree with. I'm not sure if I 100% agree with the uh, the you raising the level of the the story though. I look, I think, um... and you know what? It doesn't even mean anything because Covenant basically just yeah, wiped oh, it, it all it, out anyway. It, it so did. It's... It did wipe it all out. It did wipe it all out. But I just want to just real quick. Yes, the characters were really stupid. They made a lot of mistakes in Prometheus. Um, and I'm not saying it's a, it's a superior story, but I just don't think the story in Alien 3 and in Resurrection um, are strong enough um, on their own either. So if, you know, you go as far as, to me, in filmmaking-wise, that's that's why it is where it is. Um, hey, if Alien 3 and, and Resurrection had a better story, <laughs> they would have shit all over that one, but that's the only reason why I put it in that spot. Now, don't hold back Covenant. You, you go first, because I think it's probably more, everyone's probably interested to hear your side, and then I'll um I'll come in if I think you missed anything, or I'll double down on whatever I totally 100% agree with, which will probably be most of what you say, but... <laughs> Yeah, All right, unleashed. so for those, for those who listen to the Predator podcast, when I talked about Alien vs. Predator Requiem, I went on a really massive tirade and actually told the directors to kill themselves. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't hate this movie as much as that, but it's, 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 it's fairly close. So Alien Covenant... Um... <sighs> Fuck, where do I even begin? I, I want to start talking about it, then all I can think of is the fucking two androids talking about fingering themselves like (laughs) it was just such it was such a misstep it was it was promoted as an alien film 
Okay. And I think that is what pissed me off. And mm. when we saw the Xenomorph in so early in the in the the screen like in the uh, in the trailers I knew that this this alien is not going to pop up to the very end and what we saw in the trailers is pretty much all we're going to see um of the alien in the movie right which is fine because what made alien so successful was that the alien was in the shadows the suspense drew, drew it out you had characters you could relate to this was a whole bunch of red shirts. Now, I keep, I've said red shirts. For those of you who don't know what red shirts are, and I'm not even a Star Trek fan, the original Star Trek TV series had a whole bunch of people in red shirts. They were extras. They were there pretty much to die. So when the, whatever battle they had, the red shirts would be the first ones to go. This movie was a cast of red shirts. Red shirts you were meant to care about. Now, unless you watch the prologues, which I didn't realize you had to watch to actually know what the fuck was going on in this movie, <laughs> right? Oh, so dumb. So yeah. dumb. I ended up watching them, right? I ended up watching them. But, like, if you didn't watch them, you wouldn't even known James Franco was in the movie because he was barely recognizable. Right when he burnt when he uh, burnt to a crisp until the yep. you know they. I didn't the bother. Video. I didn't watch anything, man. I was in that same boat. Yeah, all right, so you were in that boat. So you, you didn't watch them, and, and then all these characters, did you know those two guys were gay? No, no idea. No idea, right? So you didn't even know that. So you didn't know there was a gay couple. You didn't know who was married to who. I thought this chick died already, the chick that got decapitated <laughs> in the water. I was like, um, by the, what are they called? They're called Neomorphs, aren't they? Um, I thought the chick was already dead, the one that goes in to wash herself up and then her head's floating around later. Then all of a sudden, she's back. And then, like, there was another black guy in the movie. I was like, when was there a black guy in this movie? I did not even realize. I thought, like, I, I actually thought to myself, was it, am I missing something here? Did it, Where did this guy come from? Like, <laughs> so you didn't know any of these characters. And then the main core characters that you were meant to know you didn't because it was just a film about two fucking androids that were played by the same actor um, that were identical, like, because that was the whole point. You knew what the twist was going to be at the end, right? Where, no offense, Dave, but David is a cunt. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, just, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so telegraphed. Yeah. So telegraphed, you know, you knew Walter. Was Walter the other one? Walter was the other one, yeah? Yeah, maybe. Walter and David, whatever. Let's just call them Walter. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck, I'm not even going to IMDB it. It's that pointless. You knew that they were going to switch. And you knew, like, it's so... You're meant to get behind this chick. uh, Whatever her name is, Ellen 3.0, because uh, Numi Rapaz, how do you say her name, was meant to be Ellen 2.0 in Prometheus. So Ellen 3.0, Ellen Ripley 3.0, you're meant to get behind her, right? But you can't get behind someone that's that stupid. They can't, you know, tell that Walter is, you know, not Walter and he's David. So the movie itself was just a complete clusterfuck. It was... uh, It just shit all over the Alien franchise. Um... And uh, I, you know what? If there's going to be a sequel to this movie, I'm, I, you know, I'm saying I'm not going to watch it, but you know, we all know I will watch it. But 
<laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it was a big rant there, and I probably just went around in circles, but I just think that the film went off in a... It was a lot of stuff. I think what they should have done is simplified it, got rid of, you know, a, a lot of those characters they didn't need, um, or develop them a little bit. Character development, what the fuck happened to that in the past 10 years? Um, and just made a better movie. But unfortunately, um, yeah, Ridley Scott seems to be a one-hit wonder. And I haven't, you know what, I'm going to put my hand up. I haven't actually seen Blade Runner, either one. It's not my type of film. I haven't seen it. But yeah. to me... Don't worry about a, the second one. Don't worry about the second one? I won't. I heard there was a good, uh, a really weird robot threesome scene in it. That's all I keep hearing about the film. So until I hear that there's anything else to look forward to, I probably won't um, have a look at it. Um um, but uh, he just, I don't know, he just showed me that 1999, Ridley Scott, like if he made those movies, I think we would have had a better movie because he had a simple story. He would have relied more on the practicals, not so much CGI. Um, and he would have relied more on his filmmaking techniques. So camera angles, lighting, all those basics. Whereas this, it was just like, He's old, and he was like, I'm going to sit in this director's chair, and I'm going to let this green screen do all the work. That's all I can say about that film. So, I'm done. Dave, anything you want to add? Uh, I will say, I'll, I'll give him some credit, because Black Rain is an awesome film. Right? That's a great fucking movie. Black Hawk Down is a pretty good movie. I don't know if I'd say it's fucking awesome, but it, it's a pretty good movie. American Gangster was also a pretty good movie. And that's pretty much it. So I'd say four. Yeah. So you would think this guy started directing in 1965, 1966. He's doing TV. So his first film is The, the Duelist in 1977. So say 77. And then he has a huge hit with Alien. And then Blade Runner wasn't a hit at all, but gained cult status later. Yeah. Then you got Black Rain. So... It, yeah, from you got to think from 1977, this bloke's been making films, and he's had four or five pretty good ones. Oh shit! I didn't realize he did Hannibal, the uh, the shittiest sequel to Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. it was the shittiest sequel, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, not that good, man. Yeah, fuck. Um, I mean, Kingdom of Heaven wasn't that great. That was another one of him trying to study. His, that must have started him down this whole philosophical fucking journey. I reckon Gladiator might have done it, or G.I. Jane, mate. One of the. Well, I'm just Gladiator. Actually, Gladiator is, pro- is arguably probably his best film. As far as as, a, as far as a whole film goes, like a all aspects of a movie. Yeah. Um, what was the core of the franchise? As in the thriller aspects, um, the giving a bit of mystery, the corporation being kind of a bit of an unknown, but a, like a manipulator and a player. It's completely, completely just like deviated from it. No. I'm out of energy talking about fucking Alien Covenant and how <laughs> disappointing it is. Because you're right, it was billed as a return to yeah. the Alien franchise. And that's what sort of fucked me off as well. Because, because origi- the, you know, originally, the, the sorry, second, Dave, no. originally the, the talk was like there was going to be like a Prometheus 2 and Prometheus 3. Then it'll go into like Alien. Um, and then it was like, okay, I, I kind of made a fuck up with Prometheus. 
So I'll give him Alien now. And everyone was excited. And then you just pretty much, you got Prometheus Part 2. Which is, I think, yeah. why I'm pissed off. You're drained. And uh, Sam's sitting at home probably eating a packet of Doritos. Sorry, some filmmakers can do that stuff. Hmm. And I think he, the only time he successfully looked at, I guess, a, not a God type role, but like, you know, what it is to be human was Blade Runner, the first one. Yeah. You know, the only good one, as far as I'm concerned, that film, the director's cut of that Blade Runner is actually a really good movie. And that's probably the only time he, but again, he kept the scope small, right? He just basically looked at, well, you know, what's the definition of being human? And that's what he sort of looked at in the, across that film. It was a small scope. He and he, and he, he did do that with um, Alien as well. Like, he did with his characters. So, well, you know, what's the definition of being human? If you, you know, you want to go deep into that movie, because Alien is one of those films that everyone looks at. Uh, um, and we'll say this real quick, because we're going to wrap this up. Um, but, you know, if you look at uh, Ripley, you know, her being human, she put her humanity aside for you know, to try and protect the crew. So, by all means, she would want to rescue Kane, but she wanted him out there. And she could have potentially saved the crew if they just listened to her. But, because of their humanity, they ended up killing everybody. And then you got Ash as well, the company guy. So, he did have those themes, but he, he did it in a subtle way, which he which I guess he did with Blade Runner, which is what you're talking about. Um, but I haven't seen it. But he did it in a subtle way that wasn't in your face where it's like that first fucking scene is, here you go, guys. This is my version of the Bible. I'm just going to shove it right in your face and you're going to watch it for the next couple of hours. Oh, yeah. It's like he, it's his. He's come, he's, yeah, he's making a point like straight up and it's like, uh, it's just missed. It's another missed opportunity. It's just another abuse of the franchise. And, uh, and I think you're going to think like, but how, how stupid really, are we as a viewer to think that you're going to get a good one? Because statistically speaking, right, there's fucking how many of these movies that have been out for these franchises, and if you include Aliens versus Predator, that's like, yeah. what, seven films or something? And you've only had two good ones. Yeah, and it's only right. really the first two that are great. So why did I suspect or even get my hopes up thinking there's going to be another good one? Because statistically, it's going to be shit. Look, I think this franchise is dead. And I actually... I have a feeling that this film will not get made um, because of Covenant. I That's what I think. But, I mean, the dude's probably rolling around in cash, so he'll probably just make it to fucking um, stroke his own ego. Um, and I don't want to, you know, speak ill of the guy because, you know, he definitely revolutionised a genre um, in, a, in on its own. Um, but I, yeah, I will see it. Only because I'm curious, Dave, and no other reason. But now I'm going to watch it knowing I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But you knew you were going to be disappointed for coming. I yeah, from the trailers I knew, <laughs> but you know, but I but I can't I can't just let it go, man. I'm a really bad gambler, right? I could have a pair in my hand, and you could have a full house, and I know you have a full house, but I just need to know, so I will call all in. Do you know what I mean? That's that's just that's just how I am. Man, that's just how I am. Yeah, uh, all right, Dave. Thank you very much for uh, you know making the time to do this. And um, right. Alien Good flashback. 
A good flashback, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a flashback. See, I didn't even mention that. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um, look, Alien, great movie. I highly recommend it. If anyone hasn't seen it out there, watch it. Um, Director's try get, cut. Try, yeah, get your hands on any director's cut of any of these films, really, that there is. Um, especially Alien 3. Um, I, I don't know if Resurrection had one, but yeah, check them out. Enjoy them. Um, and Aliens... We, you know, we didn't really talk too much about aliens um, because that in itself is its own is its, is its own podcast. Um, but that's another great movie. So check them out. Enjoy, Dave. Until next time, take it easy. See you, man.